Hello, my dudes. My name is Tiffany. Welcome back to my series, Internet Analysis, where I like to research and discuss things relevant to social issues and media. Today, I want to explore the concepts of normies and... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Locals, two terms used to insult people you consider to be mainstream or basic. This is kind of a random topic, I know, but it's been on my list for a while and I've seen these terms used over the years and understood them in their context, but I just wanted to learn more. So here we are for a meme analysis. It's gonna be a fun time. I want it to be relaxed and chill. So hope you're uh, along for the meme ride. First, of course, we must define these terms, especially for those of you who may not be familiar with them. In many ways, these terms are similar and are sometimes used interchangeably, but there are important distinctions to be made. So, what is a normie? Normie is a slang for a normal person, especially someone seen to have conventional, mainstream tastes, interests, viewpoints, etc. It is intended as an insult, but often used ironically. And this term has been around for decades. Normie saw use in more specific contexts in the 1980s and early 1990s. Among these instances are examples of use of the word by people with disabilities to refer to those without them. There are also examples of use from people in recovery circles in reference to those who are not in recovery. Current use of normie does away with such specific applications. It's more generalized use, however, sometimes come with an implied sneer of condescension or contempt, particularly within online communities. It has taken hold in the language of memes and was for a while part of the vocabulary of alt-right discourse. When I was searching online for recent usage of the word normies, I did find quite a few posts and videos from men within the incel or MGTOW communities. I found that on these posts specifically, there was an element of self-hatred reflected in their usage of normie. There is a desire to be a normie themselves, to be successful in dating, relationships, at work, having confidence in a social life. The term normies is also used by some alt-right groups in their efforts to red pill normies. Essentially, they want to indoctrinate them. But this video is not gonna focus too much on this part of the normie lore, just because I want this video to be a little bit lighthearted if possible. But it is important to note that the history and usage of this term has given normies a bit of an alt-right aftertaste, so to speak. So just beware if you're about to go pop off calling people normies. Continuing on, what is a local? You may think, oh, this is easy. That's someone who lives somewhere, right? The opposite of a tourist. Locals only, bra. I grew up near Southern California beach towns, but it still makes me cringe to say that. He's dropping, <laughs> just ride the barrel and get pitted. So pitted like that. 
And no, we're not talking about that kind of local. Those locals are in, I guess, a position of power or at least superiority over the tourists and the transplants. But these are the locals we are going to be exploring today. When you're online referring to the locals, you're pretty much talking about people in your area or your hometown that are just kind of out of the loop, like people who still actively use Facebook or post really outdated memes. They're not very internet savvy. Let's check in with our Lord and Savior, Urban Dictionary. Local, a way to describe basic people from your area. Typically known to retweet generic vague tweets from fake Drake and Post Malone Twitter accounts because they think they're deep. Generally tend to stay in the town they're from because they lack the potential or are afraid to branch out somewhere else. Harsh. By the way, on the note of like making fun of the locals for still living in your hometown or still living with their parents, gotta point out how potentially classist this is. There are a lot of reasons that people may still be living in their hometown or with their parents. A uh, hello pandemic, record numbers of adults living with their parents again. On one hand, it's a privilege to be able to still live with your parents, potentially rent-free, because not everyone can do that. Not everyone has space at their family home anymore. But also some people feel more obligated to stay with their family, maybe because they have to help take care of their family, contribute to the finances, care for other members of the family. I just feel like it's a classic joke to be like, oh, you're still in your hometown, how sad. Good to recognize that there are many reasons why people might do this and we probably just shouldn't be dicks about it. Note to self, honestly. Before we continue, let's give a shout out to today's sponsor, Saludos. Saludos is a shoe brand that specializes in really comfortable, fun, everyday shoes. So today I'm excited to show you guys two pairs of the Yebo shoe that are made with vegan leather. And I mentioned vegan leather recently, and people pointed out that a lot of vegan leather is actually made from plastic. Not a fan of that. So I was really excited because these shoes are made with plant-based vegan leather. Their materials include corn, organic, cotton, recycled materials, and they use a soy-based ink for the logo on the shoe. So this is the first pair. I already own a pair of plain white sneakers, so I wanted to choose these with the kind of maroon, burgundy. I love this accent. I love that the shoelaces are this off-white kind of creamy color. I like that you can see the specks of the materials in the sole of the shoe. And then I have this dark blue navy pair, which is awesome because I don't have any shoes that look anything like this. They are so comfortable. The outside is incredibly soft. The soles are amazingly bouncy. And I love the colors that I picked because they really do add a pop of fun. So even if I'm just taking my daily walk to the store, I've got a little pep in my step. Other than these, Saludos has other styles of shoes like their mules. I would love a pair of mules. If you make a vegan version, I'll be first in line. So you guys can get $15 off your order and free shipping with my link in the description. Thank you, Saludos. Now back to the video. So I wanted to share some more examples because honestly, they're just fun and cringy. Local is tweeting about how much you love pizza and Target, fawning over dogs, or posting Drake lyrics, especially with the caption, mood. Then there's the whole element of those relatable Twitter accounts that were especially popular and cursed a few years ago. If your whole feed was full of retweets from these, no offense, but you're a local. Behold a BuzzFeed listicle, local, from 2017, 33 tweets that are so relatable, it hurts. Enter password, wrong, 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 reset password, new password, can't be old password, sets fire to computer. As you explain your opinion, I slowly pull the drawstrings on your hoodie until your face is completely covered, then leave without a word. How is that relatable at all? Nobody's ever done that. But I guess the sentiment is relatable. Me venting to someone that probably low-key hates me and is gonna talk shit about me in a group chat later. 15 years ago, the internet was an escape from the real world. 
Now the real world is an escape from the internet. Fake deep. I love it. Just took a DNA test and found out I'm 100% back on my bullshit. Was that before Lizzo? Truth Hurts was released in 2019. That tweet is from 2017. Took a DNA test, found out I'm 100% back on my bullshit. I'm trying to make it fit, going back in time. Retroactively. Also, I know that Lizzo has admitted that she borrowed that line from someone else's tweet, so... Anyway, enough of that. I wanted to go into the history of these terms. Where did they originate? When did they peak? So Normie was originally posted on Urban Dictionary in 2004. I love using Urban Dictionary as a serious source. I mean, hello, if we're analyzing the internet, I have to. <laughs> it's practically an encyclopedia. Anyway, this definition matched the earlier one I mentioned. Normies, people without mental illness. Derivation of normal. I used to be one of the normies, but now I have the D, depression. Then normies came back into popularity and more definitions were popping up, especially from 2015 to 2018. You can look at the peak of activity on Urban Dictionary as well. And it peaked in activity in August, 2017 and February, 2018. By the way, that's the thing that's funny about this video is like, I know that the terms normie and like talking about locals are pretty outdated already. Like I'm two or three years late to this, but we're just looking back in time. We're doing a little, a little digging of the internet relics of the past, okay? The truth is I like to look things up when it's like way far in the future so that I don't feel embarrassed that I didn't know them at the time. Like now it feels like it's been long enough where I'm like, can I admit that I didn't know if I was a local or not? If you're wondering, you probably are. Anyway, locals was posted on Urban Dictionary in 2017 and 2018 and its usage peaked in late 2018 and early 2019. Interestingly, it began to rise again in April 2020. Were the locals acting up due to coronavirus? Probably. Next thing that's important to touch on is, of course, irony, because yes, these terms are used as pejoratives, as insults, but I think there is a level of irony that most people using these terms have. You're not fully using these terms unironically, because of course we're on the internet, everything is ironic. Everyone knows being sincere online is corny. That's a whole topic for another video because I love being sincere online and I feel like a fucking dork. Like genuinely complimenting people and posting regular things without hints of sarcasm. So anyway, throughout this video, as I'm discussing this, if I ever take something that was ironic and I interpret it as if it was unironic, I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> But also that's the thing, it's so hard to tell a lot of times where that line is and when you actually cross it. There are a lot of things that I used to do ironically that I still do now unironically, such as starting my video saying, hello, my dudes. It used to be, hey, noobs. I started doing that in like 2009, ironically, and it, it lasted for years. My outro, K thanks bye with a peace sign, that was ironic. And yet here I am doing it in 2021. So. I just feel like I'm the living embodiment of accidentally doing things ironically until they become a genuine part of my personality. So again, fully well knowing that these terms peaked in usage years ago, um, I was trying to figure out who is using these terms on Twitter these days. I mostly came across stands of anime or obscure music. Lots of Pepe icons, which again, alt-right. Crypto bros, talking about normies a lot. Oh yeah, you're a normie for not understanding fucking Bitcoin, sorry. And of course, if you listen to the mainstream media and believe that the pandemic is real, <laughs> you're a normie. By the way, I think it's healthy to be critical of all media, but also 
believe science. Next, I just want to discuss the narrative, okay? So we've defined the terms, but why are people using it? Where does this animosity come from? Let's dive in. I think it boils down to the nerds, the weirdos, the freaks and geeks, so to speak, versus the so-called normies. It's a classic in-group, out-group situation, you know. Any countercultures or subcultures that are considered alternative have historically either felt outcast or kind of outcast themselves compared to the normies. Whether you are goth, emo, punk, hardcore, insert style, aesthetic, and music taste here. To me, all of this is very reminiscent of all of our classic stereotypes and tropes about social dynamics. And I always bring it back to like high school because not only is it so overrepresented in film and media, but that's just, um, I feel like that's a deep cut for all of us. We always think back to who we were in high school and it lasts a long time. So like, did you sit at the cool kid table? Did you skip class to smoke weed in the drains? Did you eat next to the dumpsters? So again, even though I'm imagining a high school environment, this definitely extends to adulthood, work. So you've got the freaks and geeks on one side, then you have the normies. What is a normie? Who are the normies? Normies represent the status quo. They tend to be straight, cisgender. They reflect heteronormative values in society. They're just not rocking the boat in any way. They tend to be well-adjusted whatever that means. They just do what they're told. They go to school, they play soccer, they might be blissfully ignorant of the world's deeper issues. And for that, we hate, but are envious of them. So even though normies have that going for them, they're generally well-adjusted regular people, they're also sometimes incredibly boring and dumb and shallow. They're just followers. They do whatever's popular and mainstream. So when it comes to the social dynamic between the freaks and geeks and the normies, you can either have a complete disinterest, as in the normies just ignored you, they didn't even know you existed, all the way to maybe the normies were actively bullying you. And that explains that animosity and this relationship that translates into the freaks and geeks, the non-normies, calling the normies normies and locals. I was also wondering if this is an issue of punching up or down at the normies because typically freaks and geeks position themselves or are seen as the inferior group. So they would be punching up at the normies who have more social power perhaps. And especially if you're buying that, you know, locals are mean and judgy idea, then yeah, you're punching up. But I do want to make the point that some people would see this as too mean, you know, too condescending toward the normies. You're calling people basic and that's so hurtful. We'll get into that a little bit later. Now let's get into the solace of the internet. People who identify as extremely online find peace and comfort in their niche communities. If you're shy and awkward in person, you can rejoice online and be a different person and be more confident. And this is where the outcasts find their power. I may be weird and mentally ill, but at least I'm funny. Overall, there becomes a conflict because the weirdos get defensive of their safe internet space. This is their domain. And of course, you don't want the normies and the locals invading this space. They don't even understand the memes. Like, let us have our thing, you know? Such a hard time with TikTok, cause what if hot, well-adjusted people are as good as freaks at making stuff, then where do we go now? 
And I find this funny because obviously the internet used to be maybe a more niche thing. Like back in early YouTube, it wasn't very normal to spend a lot of time watching YouTube or making YouTube videos. Whereas these days YouTube has become a lot more mainstream, though I would argue it's still a bit of a niche interest. It blows my mind that there are people who just simply don't watch YouTube. I'm like, what do you do with your day? I guess maybe just watch TikToks. But if not that, do they have real hobbies? I mean, and similar. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In early Twitter, I remember hearing people from high school, the locals, say, I signed up for Twitter, but I don't really know how to use it, so I just deleted it. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, these peasants don't know how to use Twitter in 2010. But anyway, now, of course, most people, or most young people at least, use multiple social media platforms on a daily basis, so it's really not a niche thing anymore to be extremely online. And then even among internet communities, there's this kind of unofficial hierarchy of who is the most online or who is the most savvy with internet culture. You have Tumblr and fandoms and Stan Twitter, and then you have like 4chan and Reddit, who all of course believe that they're the superior internet users. Insult the normies by calling them basic. There is such a huge shame in being called basic, and I think that's incredibly fascinating, especially on the internet, the land of the weirdos. Being basic is one of the most offensive things. I think it's interesting to dig deeper into why we are offended if someone were to call us basic, you know, what, you like Starbucks? Basic. Back in the day, it was like, oh, you wear leggings and Uggs? Basic. You like top 40 music? Basic. And this is where that condescension and contempt from the freaks and geeks toward the normies can get a little bit like the I'm not like other girls sentiment, except it's more like I'm not like other internet users. And there's definitely this level of superiority and gatekeeping, similar to the concept of hipsters, you know, I knew it before it was popular. I have better, more obscure taste and humor. Sometimes people who use these terms, normies and locals, have that attitude where they, they may be ironically saying it, but I think there is some truth in what they're saying. They do believe that they do have that superior taste. And then in terms of gatekeeping, it's like, oh, this is my niche interest and the locals could never understand the norm would never get it. Especially when it comes to memes, this is a big issue apparently. <laughs> you have normie memes and then you have very niche memes. And to be honest, I am not super into memes these days. Like when people talk about like sending their friends in a group chat a bunch of memes, like can't relate. <laughs> I'm not in any group chats. It's fine. But really, like, I don't have any memes saved to my camera roll except maybe a handful of Bernie ones. Can't resist. So I think I have fallen behind on meme trends and I'm definitely not into any niche memes. I also have not been active on Twitter in a few months, so I'm far behind. I probably would see an outdated meme and be like, haha, and everyone's like, ew. But typically normie memes are characterized by just being outdated. Like a lot of people on my Instagram were telling me normie memes would be the type of thing that a normie would post on Facebook that like your mom probably shared at the same time, you know? 
And again, if we're talking about young people, especially, it's like irregular or strange that they're that out of the loop in terms of keeping up with meme or internet culture. I get that it's like annoying and kind of embarrassing, like secondhand embarrassment when people, like when someone sends you a meme that you saw like three months ago and it's no longer funny to you, but you have to pretend it's funny, ha 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 ha. Just kidding, no one's done that to me because again, nobody sends me memes, but I'm familiar with the concept. And especially with the very short lifespan of most memes, it's so much easier to have that reaction of disgust when you see an outdated meme, even if it's from like last week. You're like, oh, stick with the times. But it's funny because I mean, other internet users just might not be in the spaces where those memes have arrived yet. It's obviously new and fresh and fun to them, but suddenly that meme you found hilarious a week ago is disgusting and basic and boring and mainstream. It is true though that sometimes once a meme ends up, you know, getting shared to the farthest reaches of the internet, it's like, okay, it's dead now. People have ruined it, they've overdone it. And I get that. Someone made the point that the way that normies and locals use the internet is basically like the very surface level of social media. So like they're not diving into those niche communities. They're not diving into, you know, the weird corners. It's like when you start TikTok and you're on the very first explore page and it's like dogs and like couple prank videos, basically straight TikTok. So if you were someone who perpetually stayed in straight TikTok, I mean, yeah, like if that's, that's where your for you page has led you after all this time, tragic. Similarly, with locals, we have this new term that's being spread on TikTok, which is chuggy. The word, my friends, is chuggy, okay? It's the opposite of trendy, stylish in middle school and high school, but it's no longer in style. It's used when someone follows these out-of-date trends or something falls into that category. Phrases on clothing, chuggy. Instagram captions like these, chuggy. Men can be chuggy. Flip-flops cargo shorts, bro tanks, snapbacks, hanging flags that say Saturdays are for the boys, all chuggy. Even though who really cares if other people are using the internet in a different way or have a different taste than you, it just is a little bit cringy, I guess, to witness someone else so blissfully out of style. Even though who cares what's in style, honestly, trends are annoying, reject everything. That's where I'm at. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm a cultural insights analyst at a boutique cultural consultancy called Cultique. I first came across the term chuggy on TikTok and I actually found it really fascinating. Because I'm in the field of cultural insights, I've noticed that Gen Z is also kind of naturally putting themselves in the field of cultural insights. One of the things we do at Cultique is utilize this tool we call the cultural curve. It's a bell curve where on the left you have things that are residual. Those are passe, no longer cool. Then in the middle, you have dominant, which are ideas or artifacts in culture that are mainstream or popular. Finally, on the far right, you have things that are emergent. These are up and coming ideas, trends, people, so on. And we can use this curve to map everything in culture. Typically, we look at larger scale paradigm shifts, but we can also use it for smaller trends. I think what's really interesting about this term chuggy is it kind of matches up very nicely on this cultural curve. You can think of emergent as cool, dominant as basic, and residual as chuggy. And finally, we get to the section on Stan Twitter versus the locals. So this is, of course, a big important part of the locals issue. Stan Twitter uses the term locals in addition to the standard definition to describe people who are outside of their fandom, people who are not stans of their fave. Some of the major fandoms include K-pop, of course, all the specific artists and bands. 
Taylor Swift stands, One Direction, can you tell I'm <laughs> not anywhere near Stan Twitter? Stans make fun of the locals because the locals don't have taste. The locals don't understand Stan language, even though Stan Twitter language does end up becoming pretty mainstream and it's pretty funny to pretend like it's not. Also, Stan Twitter tends to appropriate language from Black Twitter and gay Twitter. There, of course, can be an overlap. It's not mutually exclusive. But it's just funny to, to think that you own these, these terms that you probably did not create. But I will say it's not all hatred in the Stan Twitter versus locals dynamic. Sometimes Stan Twitter encourages each other to try to go out and, and have some outreach, community outreach to the locals to spread their artists new release or whatever. I was reading tweets like go on your personal accounts and like post about the new song or the new album so that the locals can know that it dropped. Stan Twitter is constantly doing so much. They're putting in work. They're playing their faves music every second of the day on multiple devices. They're getting those hashtags trending. And finally, we've reached the end of my pretty nonsensical analysis, that's generous, of normies and locals. And this is the sentence that made me want to make this video. Somehow none of us are normies or locals. And that's a question I have for you. Do you consider yourself to be a normie? Do you ever display normie behavior? Do you think anyone in your life from your high school considers you to be a local? How dare they? How could they? You're on youtube.com watching a, a niche internet commentary video. You're not a local. You're not a normie. Or are we? Again, people love to say that they hate normies. They hate normie behavior. They hate basic shit. Locals are cringy, out of the loop but we're all normies or locals in some way. To someone, there's always gonna be someone who's a little bit more niche or alternative than you, who's gonna look down on your tastes. I also really like to imagine that the locals that you despise might secretly be stands or something, or like have their own anonymous aesthetic accounts or other niche interests that I don't know about. Like what if you and the local you hated actually knew each other and were besties anonymously? Oh my God, this could be its own Disney Channel original movie. The mean popular girl from school that you hate because she's so mainstream and basic is actually your most respected rival in the fandom. I've got to work on the screenplay, but just wait. At this point, I kind of feel like I just want to own it, you know? Like normcore is its own style, like semi-ironically embracing being super normie. Like normie to the 10th power, <laughs> to the nth power. I don't know math. The thing about residual culture is that if you subvert it or poke fun at it, it resonates with dominant and emergent culture. So engaging with chuggy or normcore or normie culture, ironically, not in earnest, is sitting actually in a very culturally dominant or emergent space. Especially online. The older you are, the further you are away from the younger demographics that tend to drive internet culture, the more you're naturally going to feel left out. You're going to feel out of the loop. There are going to be memes that you see way too late. Your younger cousins or siblings are going to make fun of you for how you behave. It's inevitable. <laughs> Anyway, if you made it to the end of the video, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I actually have our small channel shout outs to do. So I told you guys in my last video that I wanna start doing these shout outs for smaller YouTubers because I just want to promote all of these great people making great content. So for today's small channel shout outs, we have Kelgore, who I've been subscribed to for a few months now. She makes pretty socialist content. Her videos are always very thought provoking and every time I watch and I think I know what she's gonna say, she blows my mind a little bit with a little tidbit that I didn't expect. 
And I really enjoy her channel, so if you want to check out Kelgore, please do. Give her some love. Watch those great videos. Then we have Jessica Yang. She is a PhD student in the Cinema and Media Studies Department at USC, and she's been creating some videos, video essays, as part of her research. She has two videos so far, but she already has such great quality of editing and scripting. Obviously, she's pursuing a PhD, so she's a genius. Just realized this is actually her second channel, the more analytical academic one, but she does have another channel where she does study content, vlogs, and more. I've really been enjoying her content, so please consider checking out Jessica Yang. All right, that is all. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please comment down below all the ways that you're a normie or a local, or all the ways that you're not a normie and a local. Tell us all of your niche interests. Tell us how your taste is better than ours and what underrated bands you listen to. That's all. Okay, thanks, bye. You'll never be able to listen to me do this the same ever again. Though if you thought I was doing this unironically, I guess I am. I don't know, bye.